Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Tomboy Brunch. I'm a tomboy. I'm a Everybody, welcome to another lovely edition of the Tomboy Brunch. I am your hostess with the Mimosas, Katrina Chambers, and thankful and blessed to be here with everybody today. Today is one of those rare live shows, so this is live, y'all. Um, and it's going to be a really, really good show today. We got some great guests that we're going to be having on the show today, including um, the NFL mom. I don't know, um, this week, shoot, this, this month, as we close out September, this month has been an interesting month, to say the least. And um, here lately, Something we get, you guys have been seeing it on the news, on social media, and everything. But my first guest today is Michelle Green. What's happening, Shelly? Hey, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. And for those of you who do not know, Michelle Green is the president of the Professional Football Players Mothers Association, or the NFL Moms. And this week, her name and the organization has been in the news a lot due to number 45 referring to the players who were kneeling during the national anthem as sons of bitches. Mm. And um, also on the line, I have Byron Greer, who is a retired 22-year Army veteran. And... um, I wanted to hear from you too. First, welcome to the Tomboy Brunch. Cheers. Hold it up, my mimosas, to you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Hey. Hey. And so, so first of all, um, I want to ask uh, Michelle, what prompted you to write the letter? Well, I tell you. The first thing that caught my eye is what he, um, basically what he called our son, which, you know, as a single parent, as a mother who worked two and three jobs to get her son to where he ended up in, I didn't put him in the NFL, but I helped him as far as Ooh. getting him through college. He went to a junior college. I mean, we had to go through, you know, and then he ended up in the NFL. And then to disrespect us like that, no, us moms, we're not putting up with that. We did not appreciate that. So, therefore, we had to voice give what we thought about. So, that's why that letter was written. And you're only right. not disrespecting so, us. You're disrespecting our kids. 
Exactly. And also, too, on the line is Miss Gwen Jenkins, who is the mother of, and well, let me say Michelle's son, Brian McKinney, is a retired NFL lineman. And Miss Gwen Jenkins is the mother of an active player, Malcolm Jenkins, who plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. And Gwen, tell us how you felt when number 45 said what he said. Well, thank you for having me on the call this morning. Um, hello, ladies. Um, I, You know, I'm just reminded of what our former first lady uh, reminded us so eloquently is when they go low, we go high. And so mm-hmm. I know that uh, my son, I know what he does and I know what he stands for, as well as some of the other guys that have been part of the protest. I know their commitment to this cause and I understand how they're utilizing their platform for the betterment of not themselves, but everyone. And so I try not to get um, caught up in the distractions of name-calling that only takes um, everyone's eyes off the prize and everyone's eye off the mission to really see what happens. We keep seeing this over and over. So I don't take that personally because I know who I am. I know who mm-hmm. my son is, um, and so I, I try not to get caught up in that name calling or even take it um, that personal because we've mm-hmm. seen the name calling on all levels. I mean, that's that's not new. So it wasn't anything new, and it wasn't a shock to me, to be honest with you. Unfortunately, it wasn't shocking. Unfortunately, um, right. Yeah. And. And also, like I said, we have 22-year retired uh, Army, Byron Greer. As a part of the military, do you, how do you feel about the kneeling, standing? Is it disrespectful to you as a veteran? Is it, And also, as a black man, does that have anything to do with How do you feel about that? Well, I never thought it was a... Uh disrespectful act. Um, I try to look at it both ways, both as a mm-hmm. military, retired military and a civilian. And to me, it's, it's like what we used to say in the military, people are uh, have tunnel vision. You know, they're looking at it one thing. They don't see what's around them. They only see what's in front of them. So I, I, to me, it's not disrespectful because I've gone through many ceremonies in the military and, and it's the same thing. They pay, they play the national anthem, some people get up, some people don't. But it, it was required mm-hmm. for the military because we were in the military. But as a civilian, you didn't have to give up. That's no law saying that you have to stand for the right. national anthem. Exactly. Right. And also on the phone, too, is our regular contributors, Lamona Maxwell uh, um, and Taj George. And Taj, I want to ask you, as a wife of a retired NFL player, how do you feel about the players kneeling? Hey, everybody. Hi, Taj. Um, Yeah, and if y'all hear anybody singing, that's my husband in the background. He's very happy on Saturday (laughs) night. Um, I am so for these players, not only because they have the right to Mm -hmm. stand in protest, but they have the right to do it the way they want to do it. No yes. one was killed. No one mm-hmm. was, was physically hurt. There was right. no reason 
to uh, yeah, I just don't understand the, the the angry opposition because there was no anger given. So why is there anger mm-hmm. coming back? And I stand with the players. I stand with the players and anybody who feels like they are not being uh, uh, taken or they are being taken for granted, they are being mistreated, mm-hmm. if this is the way you want to protest, I stand with you because I have a son who's 12 who mm-hmm. is going to be a black man. He's going to face these same challenges that these people are fighting against right now. And I hope that when my son, if he ever encounters any of this stuff, that there will be somebody back there to stand with him as well. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the letter uh, to Donald Trump is. What do you hope will come out of it? Do you have Have you had any response from the White House at all? Oh no, no. I, and I doubt it if we do. Um, it's just that we got our voice out, and we just want you know to let everyone know where we stand and how we support our sons. We support them in their in their well-doing on the field and off the field, like we said. And so, and we know our self-worth. We know who we are as moms, but it just needed to be said. We couldn't sit silent. We just had to, you know, let this be known how we felt. But um, if we and, do hear from them, oh, fine, we'll address it. If not, you know, we still address it, so. Yeah. And, well, and if if I, can say I know CNN has reached out. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, they have. Well, I, I just wanted to say also, I, I hope that the message will come back to the forefront. I, I believe with all of the protesting and everybody focusing on um, these players taking a knee or anybody taking a knee, they're getting away from the reason why yes, they're yes. taking this knee. Mm-hmm, I want people yes. to go back mm-hmm. to the beginning and stop giving this knee as a pill. We want to go to right. the, the source. What started all of this? And I think once we go back there and listen to what these guys are saying, opposed to just being angry because of what they're doing, they might understand. My brother posted a post a couple days ago that I had no idea happened. Um, There was a a Green Beret sergeant, excuse me, a Green Beret sergeant by the name of, uh, I think it was Evan, uh, do you remember his name, Trina? Evan Collins. No, he was the. I know you're talking about the one who. Nate Boyer. When he was. Nate Boyer. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But yeah, Nate Boyer. He he was a Green Beret in the in the Army, but now he's a long snapper in the NFL, and he couldn't understand why Colin Kaepernick was bending. But what he did was he spoke to him. Ask him why. What is this that that you're feeling? What can we do to help? And they, although he still doesn't agree with it, Nate doesn't agree with it. But he asked him, "Is there a way that you can do it that won't offend people who have not offended you?" So they right. came to a compromise, and instead of sitting mm-hmm. for the anthem, he took the knee because that is what the military does when they say, um, they, when they give the the deceased uh, relatives a flag okay. when you propose. There were so many reasons why we've been the knee that are not angry, and he took that reason. That is the reason he bent his knee. But nobody's listening, and yeah. they're getting away from mm-hmm. the actual no. problem, and I think it's time to bring it back there. Yeah, absolutely. Think, um, and Gwen, yeah. Oh, yeah, and Gwen, I was going to ask you, is Malcolm, has he seen anything different with him being an active player? Has he lost any support, any endorsements, or how has – his life been changed by him taking a stand by kneeling. Has anything changed? Well, 
absolutely um, he's going to get the negative feedback, you know, from uh, fans or messages on on, on social right. media or whatever. But uh, many players, including uh, my son Malcolm, have been demonstrating um, during the National Anthem for the past year. Um, last mm-hmm. year, Malcolm stood with his fist raised for the entire season, um, with the exception of the 9-11 game. Um, and, and the reason why he's protesting is to generate awareness and drive mm-hmm. the conversation around advocacy for criminal justice reform and right. racial equality. But there seems to be a disconnect between their demonstration and the commitment to criminal justice reform behind it. And to me, it's easy to to talk about the protest itself and not the reason behind the protest. And Mm -hmm. and it's an uncomfortable conversation, um, but it's not the first time we've tried to have these conversations. And so I know Malcolm and other NFL retired uh, players like Anquan Bolden, uh, he and Anquan are co-leaders of a players' coalition of more than 40 pro athletes that are focused on criminal justice reform and reducing racial disparities, including police transparency and accountability. Um, his goal, Ooh. one of the goals, is to improve relationships between law enforcement and the community. Um, abolishing juvenile life without parole and mandatory minimums, which is prevalent in um, Pennsylvania, and then advocating for decriminalization of poverty, such as bail reform. So those are, like, specific um, things that they're trying to move the conversation to focus on. Um, He's behind the Clean Slate Act, which is uh, a bill that, Uh, It's a proposed bill where um, um, people who are in the criminal justice system on, like, minor crimes would be able to have their record sealed, uh, their conviction sealed after 10 years have gone by with no other convictions. So these Mm -hmm. are um, misdemeanor charges. But these things carry um, on your record forever. And you know, and I know, that affects your ability to get a job, that affects your ability uh, to get credit, housing. So it, that's the way those things impact, and that's the systemic racial disparities that exist in our country that the protest is about. So instead of talking about but how we protest, whether, we, yeah, whether we're on a knee, whether we're standing, whether right. we're locking arms, yeah. What is the issue? And it's not just about um, responding and uniting against Trump. That's the diversion, Mm-mm. you know. Yeah, it's taking off a whole new life of his own. But the conversation yeah. needs to get back. And in terms of, like, losing um, endorsements or anything like that, you know, Malcolm's been – this is his ninth season, and um, – you know, he he's a man of integrity, um, and when something is wrong, he's going to stand on it. And if that means losing endorsements or whatever, then, you know, all protests, there are some sacrifices. And at this right. point, you know, you have to t- make a decision, and um, 
He's fighting for criminal justice reform for us all, and not yeah. just for well, himself. Yes, exactly. So I'm hoping the conversation well, gets um, back to that as well. Yeah, and that's the that's the point. We need to get back to the original reason of why the protest is happening, and 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 then you throw in the natural disasters that's been happening, which is also important right. because these people need aid. That brings it to yeah. a whole another issue. But um, ladies, I know uh, Gwen, you're headed to your Ohio State tailgate, <laughs> yes. and um, Michelle, I know you're at another event. I thank you so much for calling in. And no, thank you. We support you. I, I think all of the people, my friends and family, we've we've all said that it's, it was actually hard to find someone who disagreed, but they're out there, as you can see yeah. on social media yeah. and the the names and things called them. But um, we're going to get to more hot topics here. But enjoy the rest of your Saturday, and thank you for joining us. And uh, well, tell your you. sons to keep fighting the fight. Sure will. Thank you for having Thanks us. Thanks so much, Katrina. Thank you, Gwen. All right. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye. So yeah. Um, so Byron. Yes, ma'am. Um, I I forgot what I was about to say, but I wanted to go into what we were talking about earlier uh, with the military as a retired veteran. What is the military? You still work in the military environment on at a uh, Fort Hood in Colleen, Texas. What's the atmosphere like on a military base right now? I don't I don't I don't think it's people the majority of the people don't think that this whole issue is, is disrespectful. If you've been in the military long enough, um like one of the ladies say, the kneeling of a knee represents something to someone in the military. You know, I I've conducted a lot of uh details where I had to present you know, the, the person the flag. You know, you don't stand and present it. You kneel down on one knee as a as a respectful gesture and you present the flag to the to the person. So I I think, you know, and just to add on to what one of the ladies said, it's a it's they trying to use the military as a diversion to not talk about the main topic. Mhm. I agree. Right. <laughs> And is there something else, though, that we could do? I mean, if not, bend the knee, you know, because even what do you what do you guys think about the locking arms? I just what think that bending of the knee was just a start. It was just a start. Now we have to come up with something else to, to take well, it to Eddie, the next level. I know. I'm trying to text them. <laughs> but, 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 Mama, let me ask you ask you too because we were talking about this like if we don't do something on a platform as big as the NFL of taking a knee as a a way to peacefully protest social injustice in America what else could we do to get the to get get the word out and it draw this much attention with no violence I, I, you know, I, I just at this point, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't know. It, it, they, 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 it, no ma- it seems to me, no matter what is done to bring awareness to the issues facing the black community or people of color in general, they have an issue with. I don't think they want Who's us to they? say anything. Now. The, the, 
can I say it? <laughs> the white <laughs> the white people that have a problem with us using our voice. Not all of them, but a good portion of them. They just they they just don't want us to say anything. They just want us to continue to take their abuse, to take the scraps that they allow us to get in their minds, and just shut up. We 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 march. Well, I agree with you, Mona. We bend but the sadly, knee. It's not just white people. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm saying people mm-hmm. that have a problem with us using our voice, not just white people, but whoever. It could be a whoever. People that have a problem mm-hmm. with black people specifically. Coming together in a positive manner, we march, they have a problem with it. They call it rioting. We take a knee, they call it disrespectful. Like, they don't want us to say anything. So at this point, I don't know what could be done to bring to highlight the issues, because we've been going through this for years, as, at this point, mm-hmm. centuries. And, ain't, yeah. and nothing but has changed. you guys, nothing. Tim, I want to ask you a question. A little bit changed at a time. <laughs> Um, no, what, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, what do you think about, what do you think about locking in arms? I don't, I don't, does I'm it so tired. Or does <laughs> like, it, you know what it is? I'm, I'm a little annoyed because at this point <clears throat> to me, I, I'm, I, I'm happy to see more players and owners getting involved, right? But at the same time, I have a little too because why are you getting involved? Are you getting involved because the president called you a name? Or are you getting involved for the real issue? It, it has gotten lost. Why are you really kneeling, and sir? Why doing? are you really kneeling up there? Why are you really locking arms? I don't feel like it's genuine. I don't no, feel like it's genuine. But I'm talking about the, the issue. The, the other night when they did the, the whole kneeling thing because of what the president said, you look at how the Dallas Cowboys did it. They kneeled, and then they stand, stood up for the national anthem. So what was your message there? Right. Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're what do you call that, it, threading the line. They're in that gray area. Because I think yeah. that the locking in arms is it's not as – it doesn't say the same thing that the taking a knee does because the taking a knee was for a very specific reason. There was an agenda there, and now it seems like also with the locking of the arms in unity is an agenda, but the agenda has changed. Their agenda is to not rock the boat. You know, right. I kind of feel like the the locking arms is kind of standing in the middle. Right. And then standing in the middle because they don't really want to – I don't agree with the locking of the arm things. i rather – if you're going to really protest, you protest the original the original meaning behind everything, and that's taking a knee. Take a knee. Tammy, what really, do you think about for the, the locking in the arms? I don't like it. Well, I feel like it's what – I, I, <laughs> Well, what I felt like was um, I was really excited to see other players getting involved. I really was. Um, so initially the, the uh, locking arms didn't bother me at all because I was just happy to see people, the other guys involved. I mentioned that to you before. I'm like, we're sitting here fighting for Ka- Kaepernick and what he wants, but the people who he works with, they're not even joining in. So to see them get involved, that that made me happy. Now, um yeah, I do feel like whole locking arms kind of uh, waters it down 
watered it down a little bit, uh, and I didn't realize that the Cowboys <clears throat> actually they bent knees, bent knees, and then when they uh, when the national anthem came on, that they stood up. Yeah, I, I believe that that's a little weak. I didn't realize that because yeah. sadly I hadn't been watching football, so I didn't see any of that. Um, yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that there were more teams who stayed in the locker room. I, I didn't know all of that, yeah. but. For me, initially, I was just happy to see more people get involved with the fight. Some people will throw a rock. Some might curse you out. Some might uh, just shut the door. But they're doing something, and that's what I felt like. Uh, At least they're doing something, and eventually it will get stronger, but at least they're doing something, and it's just not four. There's many now. And I felt that way at first, too, like, saying at least everybody's coming, but now the message is unpatriotic or not patriotic or now the message of why the kneeling. And the perfect example I keep hearing is it's like is Rosa Parks didn't say no to public transportation, you know. And that's what people are making this kneeling about is making it about being about patriotism. And uh, mm-hmm. Something that I've learned through all of this, that singing of the national anthem is something that happens because the military pays for it, so they can use it as a form of marketing for so, recruiting. Yeah, that was another thing I, say, uh, I had recruiting no idea. For yeah, the, the military. Uh, and it's called this is, paid patriotism. You Google it. It's, so a, it's um, like, in essence, it's a commercial. It's a um, recruitment tool that the military started with the NFL. Because originally, the team stayed in the locker rooms anyway. So uh, about 10 years ago, I guess, they started this recruitment tool with the military to, to to get get people to come into the military. But the military pays for that. The NFL doesn't Pay. do that at no cost. The military pays for mm. that mm. as a recruitment oh, tool. They're so taking you, money. All of those, yeah, all, when they have the flags out there and you see all those soldiers out there, most of those are recruiters. They there they are there to recruit. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so, I had no idea. You know, so hearing that, yeah, I didn't either. It's paid patriotism. So, and the fact that it's even called paid patriotism is kind of crazy. So, um, but I think the government has done a, depending on which lens you're looking at it from, a good job of hiding now the true mission of Kaepernick. And we're getting further away from him being on a team because that's I haven't watched any NFL games too, and, and it was my form of a, a silent protest for Kaepernick, what I feel being blackballed out of the league uh, for exercising his rights. And so people are mad at him about that. People are calling people out of their names, and we're going. It, it's like I'm reading my history books. It's like I'm burning stuff instead of burning that flag. They're burning jerseys. But um, did you see the? I don't um, know. The the guy from the bar, and he had um, Lynch's uh, jersey, and he had Kaepernick's jersey, and he put them both down on the ground so people could step on. And it, if you look at it, it says. He put Lynch jersey first, so when you see it, it says Lynch Kaepernick. But they're saying oh, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not about racism. But, but why did this? And this guy was a six-year veteran. Oh wow! Yeah. 
And, yeah, it's hard to say that it's not about racism when they keep telling us to quit bringing up the past. And it's like we can never forget racism and slavery and all. They want us to, yeah, yeah. So So the question is, and it's, you know, we come on here and talk to people, and I've been having conversations with people on social media that we have a difference of opinion, and I've, I've, I've invited him, invited them here on the show to talk about it because we need to talk about it because we're not moving forward. And now we have um, a president who is not for the people. He is for a particular group. And... So the question is, I don't know, and this is how I ended last night at about 1230 with one of my friends from high high school who was a, a white guy who called and asked about he uh, has an apparel company and wanted to sh- make a T-shirt that represented both those who wanted felt you should stand for patriotism and those who feel you should need for social injustice. And he and I went back on the phone for about an hour and a half, and then he went on Facebook Live to kind of come to some solution, and people are either on, feel one way or the other. And But you know what the funny no, is, patriotism never was, it, it, it's just, it, I've never heard people be so patriotic in my 49 years on this earth. All of a sudden it's a thing. If you go to a football game, a basketball game, if you have an, a, an event at your house, does anyone stand when they're playing the national anthem? Are people not talking and then eating their popcorn and sitting mm. and not even paying attention until that song is done? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They know. Yeah. All but of Because the, the NFL is a machine. It's a machine. It's a, a, a big money maker. I'm going to say that. But we'll have to keep having dialogue and keep talking about that. And uh, Mr. Greer, you can stay on the line with us if you like as we continue to eat our brunch. But I did want to go into some other hot topics about Rihanna's new makeup line. And I don't know if you wanted to. (laughs) Lord. I wanted to talk to my sisters about some other hot topics that I want to talk about. Um, but yeah, it, this is this is something that's not going to end anytime soon. We are at the beginning of a of a of a. I don't even know what to call it. What is it? Yeah, yeah. No trouble times. Worse. I call it worse. the beginning of a race debate, and something just has to be fixed, man. Just, yeah. just, people don't want to say it's about race. Thing. It's about race, okay? If there, if 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 the few of the people kneeling was different, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. They would be on topic, and people well, would they be, would be very nice people. Okay. They would be very, you're right. They would be very nice people because, yeah, the differences. And you know, it's and it Why starts. That's a good torches. point. It starts from the top down. Okay. And it starts from the top down, and me as a black woman in America today, I cannot help but feel like our current president is not, we're not on the same team. 
you know. Well, first and of all, don't say hour. And second, <laughs> you are absolutely right. We're not on the same same page because yeah. he does not. You have Flint, Michigan. Who? What is this going on year two? They still don't have good water. Their water has been trashy right. for years. Where This is yeah. the United States, supposedly the greatest country in the world, and we're supposed to make this better or great again, was his word, and they still don't have yeah. water. So I, my heart goes mm-hmm. out to Puerto Rico. They're going to be waiting forever. They don't know. Right. No, for him no to help not, over there. They'll not even be there. And, and you know what, and, and, and Tammy saying that, how do you feel? Because I know you've been doing some uh, – Relief concerts and aid for people. How do you feel about the how the entertainment industry has taken over and doing it themselves to get help to people? And they in Houston well, here in Houston, Bun B, Beyonce, they have done so much for Houston and for Florida. And now you have Jay Z, Fat oh Joe, and Title. You know, heading over to Puerto Rico, Mark Anthony and J Lo have combined. They're doing it themselves with their own money, their own jets and transportation. You have to, unfortunately, I mean, you have to. And I'm so proud of of the industry, the entertainment industry, who's basically giving your president the middle finger and and doing it themselves. We don't need you. You're not helping us no way. You yeah, you oh, yeah, 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 now, November, huh? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I didn't hear what you said. I'm, I was going to say that the New York State has sent uh, the their their National Guard team to Puerto Rico with Blackhawks with food and 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 stuff to to evacuate some people. New York State itself, like not the government, just this state mm-hmm. did their own is doing their mm-hmm. own thing for Puerto Rico. <sighs> yeah, I'm just. I don't know. I keep yeah. waking up every day and be like, when will this be over? Like, it's just, yeah. it's ridiculous. And then to talk to, it I know everybody has a difference of opinion, but just to talk to people and they just don't get it because you don't get it because most of it don't affect you. So when something doesn't affect you, of course, your lack of care is not there. Yeah. And they won't yeah. really yeah. care until it affects them. But will it ever? Well, no, because if something yes. was to happen to a certain race or a certain uh, class, the help would be there immediately. So it will never. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And the only way exactly. people, like the people who don't understand are the ones who are who don't know what it's like to walk in our shoes. And when I say our shoes, I mean right. people of color. And that's the only All way that they can truly understand because, we can't take our color off, and just like they can't take their color off, so they will always be privy to white privilege. Even though you stand mm-hmm. and you down like four flat tires with what Kaepernick is about and equal rights and just the the social injustice, the racism, even if you agree 100%, when you open the door and walk into the store, no one's going to follow you because white privilege, you know. Right. When you pulled mm-hmm. over the cop, no one is going to get nervous and ask you to put your hands up because white privilege. And that means without any judgment, the first thing they see is white. So it's, for some reason, they're le- they feel less threatened. 
But when the skin color is brown, immediately it's the exact opposite of white privilege. Immediately we have to prove ourselves innocent instead of, because we've already been proven guilty. And that's the way I feel. Mm-hmm. I'll walk into a store, mm-hmm. a, a department store, a jewelry store, or a convenience store, and still I feel the looks and I see that, and I've said I'm well-spoken. Are we not supposed to be? So <laughs> we're the, these things that we thought we were done with years ago, but no, now it's raised its ugly head again, and I just, yeah, I I don't have any kids, but for those who have kids, I just fear for what they're growing into. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, another thing that when you were saying something, you, you triggered a memory, and, of course, I was trying to not, not interrupt you, so it's going to have to come back around. Look at you trying not to interrupt. That's big right I'm trying. There. I'm trying. But, oh, Lord. Yeah. yeah we'll come I back. I'll interrupt you. I, Right, 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 right. I just don't don't get it. Don't get how we can make them get it. Because tell me what your timelines look like on your social media and your circle of friends, and meaning friends, associates, who whoever's on your timeline. And when I say what it looks like, are they mad? Are they outraged? Are people saying why are you mad? Because people that I went to high school, even junior high, college with, of all different backgrounds. Now my timeline is kind of divided. It is people well, are standing well, their ground. Yeah, I well, my timeline does. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. We got to figure out how to do this. But go ahead. I I was just gonna say my timeline is quiet because personally don't really post a lot, and then when I do post something that that really hits me. Uh, my high school friends, I'll just say my white high school friends, my white friends currently, they're very, very silent. They don't, they say nothing at all, like nothing. I only usually get comments from my black friends, Hispanic friends, and other brown hues, Asian. But yeah, the white part of my group of friends are, is just quiet. And to me, that says a lot. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I haven't really had a chance to get on Facebook as much as I, I want to. I have my hands full, but uh, literally, I just opened it just now, and the first thing I see is a girlfriend of mine from high school, Amara Velez. Of course, she's Hispanic, and it breaks my heart to see her post. I haven't heard from my mother in four days, and my father had five days of blood thinners left uh-huh. in the last coat. My cousins don't have gas to get to them, and I can't get a hold of of the neighbors. This is agonizing. I'm not sleeping. I clean to get rid of the jitters, but cleaning gives me a feeling of overwhelming guilt that I have to clean a house to clean. God, I know you created a woman of outstanding resilience when you created me. I trust you're protecting them and using them as instruments of your will until they get here, safe and sound. Thank you for blessings, for the blessings even in times like these. Seeing stuff like that drives me crazy, and it makes me want to just yeah. just, oh. just blow up. But what can God, I, do? Can I can't even help her. Right. God, like my coworker. If my coworker her, what his, did she say, his, five days? Ten. Four days. No, he had four, five days of blood thinners left. 
So this is probably why I don't open up Facebook that much because I, I can't stand looking at that. Yesterday I posted. Uh, uh, yesterday I did get on to post my cousin's uh, uh, GoFundMe link, but I don't really look at it. I just post and get off. But his his house just burnt down. Like literally, they they are living with someone. They're homeless, and he created what? one of his cousins created a GoFundMe to help them raise money to basically start over. And I felt guilty even posting that because there's so many people out here that needs help, especially in the Caribbean, all those islands that were just wiped off the map. People can't even find their families. And here I have to, again, ask the people on on my timeline and my, my uh, friends that are following me to please help someone else because there's no help out there for these people. What about these and people that need that? help? When will they step up? This is in the Bronx. Oh my gosh! And who do I know? Your cut this cousin? Oh, you met Kevin. Um, Kevin? No, you didn't. Kevin? Yeah, you did. Kevin Watson. He uh, was one of the people that went with us to see Eddie's play in New York. But yeah, has he has a three-year-old daughter, his wife, and they literally had to get out of that house with the clothes on their back, and they lost everything. And because of these hard times, they had to let go of their homeowner's insurance, and who knew that the minute they let it go, this would happen. Wow. And, see, this is another reason why we also protest our current administration, because Mm -hmm. there's no help. And, you know, for the last now, what, nine years, because for the last nine years, we – saw the same kind of hate. I know I did on my timeline. Why is he president for mm. Mr. Obama? Mm-hmm. And the same thing, some of the, the things that they said about him, the images of him, we've seen him lynched, all kind of images and things. But he always, I can say this now because now it's even more apparent, he made decisions based on the collective, the whole. He couldn't, he didn't base decisions on on his crew, meaning older black men Great. in the family. You yeah. know, just just his circle, period. And I can't help but feel that this administration is straight white businessmen. You know, so hmm. they are looking out when it comes to health care, corporate taxes, all of it, the advantage goes to rich straight white men. Right. And mm-hmm. I see now what... Uh, President Obama was trying to do He made decisions All of them didn't help everybody But he did He made decisions based on the greater good So that And you know you can't please everybody But he pleased more people right. Than he disappointed people You know I feel But here we haven't even hit a year um, In this administration And I feel like the country Is upside down on its ass I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a it caller really is, here. Let me see who we have on the line, y'all. Hello, welcome to the Tomboy Brunch. Who we have on the line? Uh, it's Joe in Pittsburgh. How's it going? Hi, Joe. How are you Hi. doing? Welcome to the Tomboy Brunch. Hey, um, let me first say I'm not a Trump supporter in any way. I always, I always get okay, that God. out of the no, way. Okay. I, I always get that out of the way. Okay, the only, you know, the issue with, um, you know, the players protesting, I'm up here in Pittsburgh, you know, the Steelers didn't come out for the national anthem. And, 
within the last week, it seems like, you know, especially the media is trying to make every single person pick a side one way mm-hmm. or another. Um, you have to go on this side. If you, if you don't go on this side, you're considered racist. If you don't go on this side, you're considered like you don't support the country and the flag. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of people, you know, including myself, you know, I have uh, friends that are African-American, and I have, you know, friends and family that actually voted for Donald Trump. So I don't want to personally get make a stand here um, because I don't Thing you know, we're talking about losing friends, uh, contact you've had for years, and I just you know really sit back and watch everything, um, but without you know coming out and making a stand one way or another. Right. So well, let me ask um, you this: by yeah. not making a stand one way or the other, are you are you? But you do, or you disagree with Trump. Like you, well, you said you're not a supporter of Trump, but by not saying anything, are you in essence siding with him by not speaking let out me, against him? Well, let me say why I I I I wouldn't say anything because I don't think anything's going to get done. That that oh my God, I agree with you in that in some sense. That is the ultimate reason why. I will not say anything one way or another because ultimately everything that that's said, no matter what side you're on, I don't believe that anything will get done, and that's why mm-hmm. I don't say anything because I think, as much as I hate to say it, I, I just think this country is so divided, and for so mm-hmm. many, I'm 45, I'm 45 years old, and and I and I you know seen you know things. Oh, we lost you for a second. We lost you for a second. You said things are so divided, and then you cut off. Yeah, can you oh, hear me? Okay. You oh, go in and out. Yeah, there you, you are. Oh, sorry. Um, well, yeah, yeah. Ultimately, my my point was just, you know, I just don't think anything will get done if I did. I probably would, uh, you know, uh, you know, come out and say, you know, against Trump um, and everything. But it's just, I don't believe it's worth my time because I don't ultimately think it, anything will get done. Ooh. Well, it's funny that you yeah, say what's your that. Name and, oh, go ahead, dude. No, go ahead. What, what's your name, sir? Uh, Joe in Pittsburgh. Joe. Joe. Joe, and honestly, I Jim, I'm sorry. Did you say Joe or Jim? You're going out a little bit. Joe. Joe. I'm sorry. You said Joe. Joe. Okay, yeah. I I um in some ways I do agree with you. Um a couple of weeks ago I was asked was I gonna boycott the NFL and I honestly was like, That's not gonna do anything. Nobody is going to stop watching this game. Who knows who's not watching from home? But I, I I can honestly admit that I was wrong. Apparently, it's doing something because the ratings have dropped. Now there could be other other um, reasons why, but I believe that that may have something to do with it as well. And another thing that well, I'll speak to your not saying something. I didn't vote for Trump either. I, I honestly I have a disdain for him because I just think he's he's a selfish man. And if you're going to be that selfish, you should not be able to run a country. Um, but I also have a 12-year-old, 
and my 12-year-old goes to a very nice school where he is the minority, the extra minority, and I don't want him to have to bear the burden of my decisions at such a young age. So however I may feel about Trump, I stand with whoever thinks that he's doing wrong because I feel the same way, but I watch uh, my, the things that I say and, and where I say them because I think about my child. So I, I agree with you mm. on the lines where you think that nothing's going to happen or change, but I also think that not right away will it change, but something will happen. But I do understand your reservations because I have my own reservations as well, and mine is protecting my child. That comes before everybody. I don't give a damn about a knee when it comes to my baby. <laughs> But, uh, and Joe, also, that is something, and actually with me and, and Tammy, the one who just spoke, we went back and forth on that, too, but saying, like, will it matter? Will it make a difference? But for some reason, uh, I, and I equate it to also voting, it matters. And individually, we may not feel like our opinion, our vote, our selection matters, but collectively it does. Right here on the phone, are me, you, Tammy, and Lamona all are not Trump supporters. But uh, now I just lost my train of thought. But I say all that to say your one opinion, vote, um, it does matter because it's put with mine, it's put with hers, it's put with hers, and collectively we can make a difference. And like she said, the NFL ratings went down 13% that week, but also we were in in this region anyway. I'm in Houston. Hurricane Harvey was a big factor. A lot of the, the whole uh, city was out of power. Um, so those things do contribute, well, but I do want to say your voice and opinion matters. Well, you know, also um, you, you said the NFL ratings were down. I think mm-hmm. it depends who you who you watch and who you because some people say it's up slightly, some say it's down. I think a lot of these news outlets skew the numbers to their favor either way um, because oh, yeah. you know it's. I think it's still too early to say if the mm-hmm. ratings and people are going to leave the NFL. Um, you know because it's only been really you know a, a week. You know, I know the issue was going yeah. on before then, but really at this level, it's only happened a week. And ultimately, I, you know, football fans, you know, I think are always going to come back to the NFL because like myself, all week long I work and I look forward to one thing, and that's sitting in mm-hmm. front of the TV for about 12 hours on Sunday and watching the NFL. <laughs> and honestly, I'm always going to come back to it because I've been doing it for 30 years now, and it's just right. something I love watching. I play the fantasy sports with football, and, you know, I'm going to come back no matter what, and I think the true football fans always will. And, and the people that say, oh, I'm not going to – I'm going to stop watching it. I'm going to, you know, not get it on my direct TV. I think that's just, uh, you know, them talking, and ultimately they'll come back because, you know, what else are they going to do on Sundays when they've been doing it for so long now? Right. Well, do you think there's a better way or a different way that Colin could do to bring attention to the social injustices? Yeah, if some NFL team picked them up and put them on the roster. Uh you know, well, that would definitely bring that? attention, I guess, huh? Oh, oh, no, I said if they did. I'm, 
Okay, yeah. I know actually I know actually the uh this week the Seattle Seahawks they started some kind of um foundation. I, I and I don't have the info in front of me but I the heard Seahawks about that. Yeah, they seem to be the one team who are, are really, you know, doing more than just protesting on the field. They're actually doing something, you know, in the community. Um, and I know earlier in the, you know, in preseason, they, there was talk that Seattle might sign Kaepernick because a lot of the players in, in the locker room, the coach, um, you know, would want that to happen as, you know, their second string mm-hmm. quarterback. Um, plus, you know, the Seattle area, you know, San Francisco, it's, it's different in some areas. I know um, the one instance where the Miami Dolphins, um, they were talking about having him play for the Dolphins because their quarterback got hurt in the preseason. Um, no. But down down in Miami, um, there was an issue because he, he did wear a Castro T-shirt, and you have a lot of Cubans down in Florida um, that really um, are, are against Castro and that they said that that's one of the reasons um, right. he didn't get picked up for the Dolphins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Another example well, is always going to be something. You can't please everybody. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I also say, and this is Tamara again, Joe, I, I'm actually not a Kaepernick fan, a uh, football fan. I, I think he's a good quarterback, but I have the, I won't say pleasure, the unpleasure of meeting him, and he's actually a dick. <laughs> But when he took the stand for something, I, I, right is wrong, wrong is right. Right is right, wrong is wrong. So I, I actually I understood what he was doing, and I, I, still, I stood uh, with him in that, in his protest. Do I still like him? Absolutely not. I, but I can separate the two. I, I guess I'm different from the world. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and go. Trump would do that too. What you say, Jeff? I was just going to say before I go, um, I, I've been, you know, watching, uh, you know, the, the next uh, election in 2020, and I uh-huh. hear it's more and more looking like um, it's going to be Trump running against Oprah Winfrey. She's going to um, <laughs> no, I, and I'm dead serious because I, I think Trump was a turning point where you don't necessarily need to be a politician to run for president anymore. Um, he oh, was a reality yeah. star, and I mean, I mean, heck, Oprah was, you know, he, she's been around, you know, mid '80s, you know, her show took off. So, um, I think, you know, that would be a very interesting um, election. Those two going uh, at each other. <laughs> I would vote for Oprah. Well, Joe, I would vote for my dog. Thank Oprah. you, Trump, <laughs> all day. But Joe, thank you for calling in and sharing your viewpoint. And uh, enjoy the rest of your Saturday, and um, go Steelers. Are you a Steelers fan, I'm assuming? Nope, I'm a Cowboys fan living in Pittsburgh. Oh, gosh, and that is the team I like the least. Uh. Oh, Joe, you had me up until Dallas Cowboys. God. Yeah. He's like, yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Joe. Appreciate you. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Oh, wow. (laughs) Joe said Dallas Cowboys. But another thing, ladies, I want to ask you about. What? What? 
Go ahead, I'm listening. <laughs> Somebody get it in. Oh. I, I said I'm listening. listening. What do y'all think? Uh, what do y'all think about Ray Lewis? Lord. Ooh, let me not laugh. Um <laughs> What you know what he okay Ray Ray. I, I might you know what he is shucking jiving and cooning to the fullest I'm sorry he is <laughs> I was so I was so angry with that man sit down I just need him to sit down with a seatbelt don't don't get up I knew he was going to say some bull crap like I knew it I knew it I was yeah. like this Negro so Negro way, okay yeah and. And for those that don't know, his latest statement, because um, Ray Lewis was adamant about Colin Kaepernick not kneeling. Mm -hmm. He thought it was, I think he may have even used the word disrespectful, and there's better ways he could do this. And uh, like I said, disrespectful keeps popping up. And then as everybody decides to take a knee, Looky here who is also kneeling in the annual London game. But, <laughs> but he Lewis, wasn't kneeling, he was praying. That's what I'm about to get to. But Look because at all of the players were on one knee and he was on two, he said he knelt down to pray, not to protest or even show any sign of unity. And what Mona just said, for all of those reasons, I agree. You can't jump and ship to each side that – that uh, so you can yeah, cooning for lack of a better word. I, we heard uh, Tanya Shucking, the word was, and uh, I'm sorry, opportunist, yeah, an opportunist, yeah, yeah, and, and, uh, that's exactly what he is. Django, and you can't, and that's what that's what standing up for your rights is about. You have to stand firm on what you believe in, not on what day it applies to you. So you are on the side of the oppressor or the oppressed. And he just straddling the middle. Straddling the middle. Straddling. Straddling. I, I think he bought that. I knew he was going to say that. Also. Yeah, he bought that on himself when he decided, he as well as Michael Vick, I hope Michael, Michael Vick doesn't uh, bend a knee now, because when they both decided to openly criticize Kaepernick, Inadvertently, you took a side. I mean, hell, not inadvertently. You basically yep. said, that's stupid. I don't like it. So now everybody's doing it. I'm going to jump in because it looks cool. Now you're getting called a coon, an opportunist, <laughs> all this stuff. You bought mm-hmm. it on yourself. And now to say, what are you saying now? I, I didn't mean it. So do you not stand with yeah. it? Now that you've just gotten down on your knees, it's even – He's he's digging a deep, deep ditch for himself that he's not going to be able to crawl out of. Exactly. And then he's going to the place where you don't go. Don't talk about the Lord. So now you don't even don't talk about the Lord. Don't everybody's relationship with God is their own personal relationship. So now he's like, I'm praying. He on two knees because he's praying <laughs> for who? Because you jump side. Who are you praying for? Are you praying for? And why do you uh, think that, for that moment? do it. Yeah. Like he took that moment yeah. to pray. You, Again, he knew how that would have been interpreted. He knew what he was doing. Uh, Mr. Dumbass Lewis, go sit yourself down somewhere in the corner <laughs> with a dunce cap on. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just so, oh, it's just so many of them that I'm just so mad at this week. I just, I just, 
<sighs> from him to Charles Barkley, you know, you thought he would just grow in his old age. Nah, you know. <laughs> what did Charles Barkley do? I missed that one. that He said that it sets a bad precedent that Steph Curry didn't go to the White House to meet with uh, 45. Hmm. Is that so? I was like, are we surprised? He's another one that's been, you know, he's another one. Yeah. I think we're seeing He's never been for the people. I think we're seeing a shift in, in our world in the aspect that Athletes are playing, they always have been larger than life, but now they have to use their platform. It's like, and even though they may not want to, like a LeBron James or Steph Curry, because you guys are MVPs, you're naturally all eyes on you. So if you make a statement, it go, it, it spreads like wildfire. So what do you guys think about with, the NBA being so supportive and pro Kaepernick and the for the cause and LeBron James I read this morning as a result of the is a, the owner of the Cavs has been getting all kinds of death threats and names of Le, to LeBron James calling him all kind of names and saying he should be uh, fired etc. And um, that, and Steph Curry has been adamant about this new cover of Sports Illustrated uh, came out, and it had a lot of people interlocking, a lot of athletes, and the one that was noticeably missing was Kaepernick. He's the one that started yeah, all he of he this, did. and he was left off the cover that showed Michael Bennett, Steph Curry, LeBron James, all these people, athletes who have been vocal about the injustice, racism, number 45, all of that. But Kaepernick was left off. Ray Lewis' big head was even That was disrespectful. Yeah. That was so dis- the media is shaping what whoever the powers that be want us to believe. Right. Which they always do. Yeah. The so, media is a big we'll see part of what... A, a big part of what's going on because they can sway it and... But we'll see how sports and politics continues to merge and evolve into which sides, because lines are being drawn, and you're going to have to choose a side. So we'll see what happens with that. But um, I also, again, wanted to talk about some ways that we can provide relief to Puerto Rico. They are really, really, really in desperate need of aid and help. And I suggest that everybody goes online and just look up relief. Look at Mark Anthony's social media page, J-Lo, Fat Joe, Tidal. They've all started um, aid efforts and have websites with information on a uh, how to how to help, and this help is immediate. They're taking it over there right away. And uh, Mona, you mentioned a concert. Tell us about the concert. Yeah, I I um I um I read it briefly, but there's a concert. I think it's going to be here in New York at the Barclays Center, if I'm not mistaken. But it's Jay Z, Fat Joe, Chris Brown. 
uh, Cardi B. It's a whole bunch of people, and it's a benefit concert, and all the proceeds will go to help the people of Puerto Rico and the Caribbean in general. Because I think people were forgetting that, yes, Puerto Rico needs help, but so does St. Martin, the U.S. Virgin Islands. Like, there's so many, basically the entire Caribbean needs help. Yeah. But right now we need to concentrate on... And have you heard... And have you heard when the concert is going to be? Uh, let me try. Let me try to find it. Hold on. And, Hold on. Let me and, just give me. A uh, okay. And Taj, do you know of any other uh, relief efforts that uh, any of the entertainers are doing for Puerto Rico? I I don't know. Only because I have not been in the loop. I, I've not been able to get on social media and, and nothing this week, so I missed a lot of stuff. I haven't even watched TV. Oh, yeah. So you didn't see um, uh, Grey's Anatomy season premiere the other night? <laughs> no. Remember I tried to watch it <laughs> and fell asleep? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was I'm really sorry. I've good. been tired. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, really good. But, uh, but yeah, I encourage everybody to take it upon themselves to go online. And like I said, Jennifer Lopez, Mark Anthony, Ricky Martin, Fat Joe, Jay-Z, and Tidal have all been doing, uh, Cardi B are doing things to immediately provide relief to Puerto Rico using their own personal resources and transportation. Um, so I know FEMA, we're hearing they're not there. They are there. They're turning people away. Well, these people that are on the ground making things happen, and that's the kind of aid that Puerto Rico needs now. I don't know if uh, you saw it this morning, but the mayor of Puerto Rico is saying, we need help now. I mean, she's literally in tears because she's that desperate, where a couple of days ago she was saying she had been in contact with FEMA and things were happening, but apparently things weren't happening. So now she's on the news making a plea, and then, of course, number 45 tweets a couple of days ago she was nice, and now she's not. The Democrats told her to be nasty or something like that. So, again, Well, just now I read on Facebook that he didn't even even realize that Puerto Rico, the people of Puerto Rico are citizens of the United States. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So again, okay, so I this found the information. Why we need to go to the people who. Okay, I'm sorry. Is... I found the information for the co- for the concert. If people want to attend here in New York City and Brooklyn, it's at the Barclays Center on October 17th at 8 p.m. Some of the artists performing is uh, Jay Z, J Lo, DJ Khaled, Chris Brown. Um, hold on. Just a whole bunch of people. The tickets are not that bad. They're like fifty dollars, which is the cheapest, and then they go up to. But all the I think, proceeds go to. All the proceeds go to benefit um, Puerto Rico and uh, basically the Caribbean to help them recover. And the tickets right. are on sale now if people are interested in attending. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so let's try to do what we can. What? Yeah. I said I wish I could come to see it. I would love to come and support that concert, mostly because I love all those artists. I know, okay. right? But I'll probably yeah. buy me a ticket. Y'all know I what it's taking. It's taking grassroots effort to make this aid possible because the government. I am just so 
I don't even know, sad, a little disappointed that this is happening now, that we're so divided, you know, it's, I don't know, I'm at a loss, but, but I don't know. But I did want to ask you to, now we've covered sports and a little bit of politics, I don't want to end the hot topic show on just a uh, note, but Tammy, have you tried Rihanna's makeup line? <laughs> Is it Fenty? Yes, I have. Yes, I have, and I have to thank <laughs> for uh, alerting me to it because, I'm again, I'm always the last one to know. But Lamona is always up on all the fashion and the makeup and all the newest trends. She actually told me about it. That day I ran to Sephora and I fell in love with her products. And I have to really give it to that young lady. Whoever she teamed up with, she didn't she didn't hold it back. She really explained to the textures, the, the, the sensitivity, the, the nuances of melanin. And they got it right. Yeah. Yeah. She really catered to like the undertones of different shades. Because, you know, I know people think all dark-skinned people are the same shade, all light-skinned people are the same shade. But, no, some of us have yellow undertones. Some of us have red undertones. Some of us are, you know, it's different. We all have different undertones. And she really did a good job of catering to those undertones from the lightest of the lightest of the lightest of us to the darkest, darkest, darkest of us. Yeah, I have to say, I, have, I, 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 I really have really good reviews about it. Yeah. I heard nothing it's but really good sad. reviews about it. And I said, when I get back on two, I want to go to Sephora and get my perfectly matched foundation because everybody's saying, and what you just said, Mona, the friends that have been telling me about it are uh, range in hues from the lightest to the darkest, and they all found their perfect match. And some of them, uh, one of my friends who's about my skin tone, she um, ordered hers offline for her and her daughter, and she just loves it. So mm-hmm. I am, and and wearing it, it doesn't look like you have on any makeup. You just have a glow. You, I mean, you can really see the glow. It's very light. It's very light. Yeah, it's, it's a very, very light different. coverage, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and really she has, like what, it. And 40 really different shades? It seemed like 200. There's like a shade for you to get a star yeah. and blend it with your face. <laughs> Right. Yeah. You You know, one thing I was surprised about, though, Mona, you you may have seen this, but did you see the clapback she gave to some makeup lady? Uh, Makeup forever has been had. Makeup forever has long had forty different shades. She's not the first to do it, and Rihanna actually (laughs) wrote back to her and said shook (laughs) or something like that. Or oh no, she said a little ashy. Yeah, she said still yeah, ashy. Yeah, she said still ashy. Shit. The thing is, I'm sure a lot of these makeup lines have had the the, the 40 shades or whatever, but the point is you haven't advertised it towards uh, women of color. There's a lot of right. my dark, mm-hmm. my darker sisters that can't find their shades. So if you have it, why haven't you been advertising it to them? Right. And then don't right. shade her. There's room for everybody. Yeah. Don't don't come for Riri. Mm-hmm. Like, there's room for everybody yeah. to make money. If you had it, then why didn't you make it prevalent? Well, uh, in the words of, of Joel Osteen, the haters will come when you're doing well. They're never there when you're doing well. true. He has never lied. He has never lied about that. The only thing I, I have to say with her makeup line that I was really surprised at, this last thing, and I'm not going to say anything else, that I was surprised that she didn't have more, like, bold colors. But then I realized that her first, probably her first initial 
thing is to just cater to like, because um, you know most women, the average woman like me who go to an office every day, most of us we're not really, most of us don't really wear those bold colors and stuff like that on a daily basis. So she did a good thing by just having some neutral shades that complement everybody. And you can wear it to work, you can wear it out, you can, you know, dumb it up or, you know, trump it up or just wear it basic. And, yeah, but I was surprised that she didn't have, like, a bold lip or something because, you know, Rihanna's known for her bold choices and lip and stuff like that. But maybe it's coming. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it is. That's this it. Is just the beginning. Yeah. 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 And I like her uh, her collaboration with Puma also. She's doing it. She's really doing it. Yeah. But, um. But, yeah, so, ladies, I'm going to go and have me some lunch. But it has really been great talking with you guys. And hopefully oh, this is of lunch, I'm sorry. Can I interrupt you real quick? Go ahead. Hello? Okay. I was, like, was going to ask you, what are you having on your vegan menu today? I had bacon, <laughs> grits. With cheese and okay. ham. <laughs> was that vegan bacon? And, and it was, yeah, it was vegan bacon. I know. You know what? And we're going to do a future show on that, too, ladies. We're going to come back and talk about this whole craze with vegan. I think people genuinely, and I say people, I mean America, I think we want to start living a more healthy lifestyle. We've been saying that for, for decades, and we have all of these, you know, all the, the, the surges of boot camps and fitness workouts and yoga, but now I think our diet is even coming more to the forefront with this vegan phenom because I'm sitting here with a boot on my foot because I ruptured my Achilles tendon, but I think I need to get just healthy overall. But mm-hmm. I have to be honest Bacon and a good old cheeseburger and shrimp. <laughs> I don't know, but I've been saying for the last couple of weeks that I'm transitioning. How long this transition? Because I would really like to um, go to a plant-based diet. So, Tammy, you're our muse. We're going to follow you and see how you mm-hmm. do your transition. How long has it been? I have been transitioning since May, and I, I have been stumbling a lot, mostly because I travel a lot and because it's the Halloween season. That was my candy head, a.k.a. Uh, uh, new crackhead. Candy is my drug, and I am weak. I pray. I ask God to help me, <laughs> but he's like, you got to do it on your own. <laughs> but how do you feel? Oh. Oh, honestly, I feel 110 times better since I started taking out a lot of animal products. I don't know if it's mental, but my blood pressure has dropped. It, hey, look, I believe in the secret. I believe you can do whatever you want to do as long as you believe you can do it. I believe that eventually I'm going to shake this sugar habit and I'm going to be uh, in the best shape of my life at 47. I'm going to look like I'm 27 and I'm going to be hating on all the young girls. Mm. Now, I'm going to hate because mm. they're doing something good right now. They look good and I don't. And I'm a hater. I'm going to wear that, that little <laughs> main tag. Mm. Well, I am watching you. Mona, are you transitioning? Because, Mona, your little picture. I sure Mona's am not. Chef, chef girl, are she? 
You're not. I will be. I will cook for you, ladies, when you come. I will pull up the best vegan recipes I can find and cook for my baby. And cheese. But yeah, I, don't, I, I can't do vegan, man. I I I like my butter. I like my cheese. Yeah. I like my half and half of my coffee. And you know, and I try, and I don't eat this stuff every day. I don't. See, the thing is, well, as my friend Shanta has said, because she switched to vegan, she said you're just killing yourself slowly. I'm like, yeah, but you know what? I can go what? outside and get hit by a car and get killed too. So. Yeah, she said you just – I told her everything in moderation. That's my model with everything. Like, just don't eat bacon every day. Oh, don't she's eat saying because you're not day. doing vegan, you're killing yourself? Yeah, I'm killing myself slowly. So, but I'm – because oh, I guess yeah. – I refuse to watch What the Health because I just don't want my love for a good oh, cheeseburger yeah. every now and then ruined. I like a yeah. cheese. That's the only That's beef how, I eat. Yeah. Every now and again, yeah. I can yeah. tell my head up with that. I refuse. Yeah, I refuse. What the hell? But I'm going to support all my changing. friends. Vegan. Right. I'm going to support y'all, though. I, I have rest when Taj came. I made sure she didn't starve. She and well. I fed her. I love you. And I'll do the same yeah. for you, Renee. But yeah, well, I, you don't I just can't do it. I like to be strong with it. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can make huh? me... Uh, I said you can make me something vegan, but... No, I actually made cheese. her a good broccoli and cheese. Um, I did. I made her good broccoli and cheese, broccoli and cheese with these potatoes and the saute veggies. But you the broccoli did. and cheese was really good. Like I even liked it. So if I liked it and I eat real cheese, it was pretty good. And I carried yeah. some of the, some of the stuff that she that you had. The, some of the there was a restaurant we went to uh, in Nashville, and it, it was I, I called it equivalent to a patty melt, but that was actually really good. What was that? Yeah. It was a. Uh, it was supposed to be a chicken panini, but it was. Um, was it beans? I don't know. Grass. <laughs> Grass with <laughs> cheese, but it was good. It was really good, though. Um, but yeah, so yay! All right, ladies, I'll see. Y'all. I'll probably talk to y'all later on today. But thank y'all for having brunch with me. And what have you, and we need to keep talking about this. And y'all got something to say to the people? Thanks for listening. Have a good Saturday, people. Be open, yes, be kind, and spread love. Love is always the answer. Always. Peace. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you Bye. next Saturday. Bye.